Well, I think we have a very competent minister at that. He's been through the trenches and certainly has uh, dealt with difficult issues. Um, what's not made easier for him is what's been done pre him getting there. So, for example, the Protection of Investment Bill, uh, we see that's been signed off on Monday morning quite quietly. Uh, a lot of the European states, as well as the American Chamber of Commerce, not happy with this bill. It may create a more even investment ground for local firms, but seems to crowd out some international investment. Um, I think Pravin had a very uh, sobering message, uh, a stern message to, to the investors in Davos. But, uh, you know, famous FT columnist Martin Wolf picked up, well, obviously. I mean, obviously you have to do the basics in the economy that you are suggesting. Uh, they're not concerned about that. Uh, they're concerned about uh, the challenges that are facing South Africa moving forward with a very low growth rate. Higher interest rates are at risk next week when the MPC meets. We've got higher inflation data out this week showing that transport costs are rising together with food, exacerbated by a drought, I imagine. And then we've got the IMF releasing uh, our economic growth for this year, saying, well, we're going to do much worse than they predicted last year, not 1.3%, but 0.7% economic growth. These predictions at the beginning of the year aren't setting us up for a good year ahead. Well, the whole globe's challenging. Uh, got a challenging start of the year. We've had a huge wipe off many bosses and stock indices across the globe, and uh, the you know the IMF giving a very you know, IMF generally gives a bullish figure of growth, and 0.7 percent is just not sustainable. Uh, a democracy cannot flourish and cannot grow uh, at uh, less than a percent growth. However, this was this was going to happen because of the policies and, and leadership decisions that have been made over the past two to three years. Uh, you compound that with a, a slowing global economy, and we have some very bumpy times ahead. Well, you point to the problems within the country. Others would point to the problems in China, for example, telling us that their growth projections, the lack of stimulus from China is hurting emerging markets around the world, not just South Africa. How much of an effect is, does China have on what we're seeing here locally? I think we see a lot of this news from Western-type pundits and Western-type journalists. But, uh, you know, I've recently returning from uh, from China and Beijing, and, you know, the, the average man on the street in a Tier 1 or Tier 2, 3 city is very confident of their uh, political party to drive the country forward. Uh, oil prices at a rock-bottom low for, for a long time has been good for China. Uh, cheaper oil is good for China. Um, and uh, it's China's... China's growth, you know, at their current growth projections, they are still adding a G20 economy uh, every year. So there still is a huge amount of growth, but we are going to feel it. Africa will feel a bit of a tapering off. Um, but it's how we respond to this that will determine if we are successful or not. The oil price is tanking, as you say. I mean, it's under $30 a barrel. What, what sort of impact is that having, particularly on African economies like Nigeria and Angola, that, that relied so much on oil exports to boost up their trade? Well, it's going to be very challenging for those uh, economies uh, like Angola, Nigeria, etc., to balance their books. Uh, I think they've taken their eye off the ball, focused too much on internal politics and not on diversification of the economy. Had they done that, they wouldn't be in the situation they're in. So it doesn't bode well. I think we'll see oil bounce back towards the end of the year, touching $40 a barrel. But we might, this might be prolonged. And, um, you know, it's certainly become a commodity that is, is, is not the most desired commodity around the world. Matthew Birch, thanks for joining us. He's a lecturer at Gibbs. Well, you heard what the Reserve Bank Governor, Lesetia Kanyako, had to say just a short while ago. He also spoke with Bloomberg's Jonathan Farrow. He's the host of the European Market Show, On The Move. Hi, Jonathan. Thanks for joining us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. So, I mean, you, you had a chance to ask, I, I imagine, what were some very uncomfortable questions to our Reserve Bank Governor. What was his demeanor like during the interview? 
I have to say, Dashani, he took them very well. And out of all the central bank governors I've, uh, I've interviewed in the last 12 months, he has to be one of the most charismatic. And he has to be because he's got such a difficult job. I think the hardest job any policymaker has as a central banker is when you have upside risk to inflation and downside risk to growth. And you've got to try and balance the policy response to both of those. And in some cases, it's pretty much impossible. And I think for him, particularly right here, right now, he's got inflation north of 5%, expectations it could breach the central bank's band of 3 to 6% in the coming months or at least in the coming year and expectations that he's going to respond aggressively at next week's MPC meeting. And that is where we got a little bit of news. When I asked him about the 50 basis point hike that a lot of economists are expecting next week, he kind of pushed back. He didn't even consider 25 basis points a small hike. If he delivers 25 basis points next week, the investors we're speaking to right now, that would be a disappointment for the market. And you saw further pressure on the South African rand following that interview. And why is that? What would they anticipate from the Reserve Bank, Governor? The market quite clearly is looking for something more. You've seen some of these flash crashes on Sunday night due to a lack of liquidity. Strip that out of the FX trade over the last couple of months or so, and it's been a one-way bet. Dollar Rand, new record high after record high after record high. If you've got an inflation mandate of 3 to 6%, and people are expecting inflation to breach that, then the central bank has to respond. And they have to res- respond even more aggressively when the South African rand is under, pr- under the pressure it is at the moment. And that's why a lot of economists are looking for a 50 basis point hike next week and not just a 25 basis point hike. So there's a lot of pressure on the MPC and the governor ahead of next week's meeting. When so much of money is leaving emerging markets amid this uh, stimulus crisis that we're seeing in China, is there, was there enough from the Reserve Bank governor to reinsure investors that, that South Africa's a good place for their money? Yeah, I think a lot of this is out of his hands. You've got China, the commodity collapse, you've got the Federal Reserve, but I think where South Africa can really take a grip of things themselves is the political uncertainty. And if I go back to the finance minister's speech, Pavan Gordon, here at the World Economic Forum in Davos, there was a line in there, the market reaction to the political development at the end of last year useful feedback. I think the government knows what it needs to do now. The nightmare scenario for any economy is tighter fiscal policy and tighter monetary policy, but the governor acknowledged that actually tighter fiscal policy would be a welcome step. So what I would say, looking at the situation, fiscal policy, monetary policy, the central bank knows what job they've got to do. I think it's the government that really needs to step in and tighten the reins as well with the budget. Because remember, this is an economy with twin deficits. If they can do something around the budget, I think that would give investors a little bit more certainty. I don't think you can do anything about China. You can't do anything about commodity prices. And he can't really call up Janet Yellen and ask her to do something on the monetary policy side of things. It's the government and the budget. That's what South Africa has got in their own control at the moment. I mean, a lot of people want to put blame on what's happening in South Africa on those other factors around the world. How much are the investors looking at the local conditions compared to those international? Well, I think it's remarkable. Twelve months ago, if you and I had had a conversation about South Africa, I think almost exclusively we would have been talking about the Federal Reserve and what tighter monetary policy from the Fed meant for emerging markets like South Africa. I think the back end of last year really proved that for individual emerging markets, what really counts is what's happening domestically. And investors have really stood up and started to pay attention to what's happening with the government. And to have a government that has three finance ministers over one weekend is not really going to give anyone any kind of certainty or confidence within the economy. And that was the big story at the back end of last year. Not what's happening with the Fed, China, commodities, but what's happening in individual governments and individual economies, whether it's South Africa, Brazil, or Turkey. And for that matter, I think these governments are really conscious right now. We can't blame the Fed. We can't blame China. We can't just blame commodity prices. We've got to do something about this ourselves.